Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is for ages 14 and up, because sometimes you just need to use a swear. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So today's episode is going to be a little unconventional, because this is one that Warren has kind of seen. Today, we're going to be watching Pippin, which Warren saw the first 20 minutes with his eyes open. Yes, and then I think I woke up at the 40-minute point... And then you were like, let's save this for another day, which it turned out to be good because then we started this podcast. Yes. Um, And it wasn't that he was bored. It was that we had a long, long, long week and then a long, long, long day. Insomnia doesn't run through my family. It sprints. Yeah. So we will have bouts of not sleeping well and then going to work and then doing life on top of that. So... Kay wanted to introduce me to this show that she really, really loves and enjoys, and I just could not stay awake. Yep. So So now, though, it's been a slow day. It's been an easy week, so we can watch this one. And I will not fall asleep. Yes. So... (laughs) So Pippin is a musical comedy? Question mark? Yeah, there's a question mark there. you, You put a question on the end of that, which makes me worried. So only a little. So is it is it will they make you laugh and cry and then cry while you're laughing? There's no crying in So tragedy. In this? So tragedy masked with humor. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. Um <laughs> <laughs> You will see. You will see. <laughs> so this is from nineteen seventy two. So it's a little bit more recent compared to I remember when we did watch it, like you mentioning something about that, because it yeah. did look like it was filmed in yeah. the 70s. Uh, the one that we're watching was actually filmed 81, but the oh. original play was 1972. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what you meant. Yeah, the music's composed by Stephen Schwartz, my favorite. The Schwartz. The Schwartz. He is, yes. just, he is just the Schwartz. He is the Schwartz. All hail the Schwartz. The Schwartz a player. The Schwartz a player. And the book was written by Roger o- Roger O'Herson. Say that five times fast. Roger O'Herson. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> uh, the libretto was also contributed to by The Foss. Nice. I got you doing it now. You got me doing it the now. The Foss. Hey. Um, since we saw a Fossy choreographed show last week, I kind of thought it would be fitting to watch one of my favorites today. So this was originally conceived by Stephen Schwartz as a school project with Ron Strauss uh, back when they were at Carnegie Mellon University. Nothing from that version exists in the play as it stands. I just felt that that was kind of a fun thing to bring in. Nice little fun fact. Yeah, nice little fun fact. So this story is going to be about a young man's journey of soul searching and the intervening of a malevolent theater troupe. Intervening of a malevolent theater troupe. Yes. Now, when you say a theater troupe, are you talking like is it like old like a carnival like ish ish? Okay. Yeah. It's this is a seventies musical. 
is what I'm going to say. It, when does it take place, the era? Because it's like medieval-ish, right? <laughs> That's what I'm getting to. Oh, so sorry. Step on your toes. It is very, 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 very loosely based on the life of uh, King Charlemagne the Great's bastard son, Pippin. Oh. Yes. Okay. Very loosely based, like... More varies than I put there. <laughs> more more loosely based than a based on true events Hollywood movie. Yes. Only slightly. Only there. slightly. <laughs> Only slightly. Uh, most productions um, will keep this as two acts, which is kind of funny because it actually is written as a one act play. So how does that work as a one act? Because the the standard a play as well as like any storytelling is three acts right yes this so. is a one act so with plays generally you have it split into two and what it'll be is that there's one arc and then there's another arc that kind of concludes or ties up that last arc this one it's all just one seamless story like one seamless arc going through and there's not really a place where you could put an intermission other than where they put it here, which is in Morning Glow. Um, most productions put it there because that's just the easiest place to do it. I don't want to give away what happens right before it, but that would be a good spot to kind of go, okay, everyone needs an intermission now. <laughs> Everybody needs to pee. Yeah. Otherwise, though, the show is meant to be done just straight through. How long is it if this meant to be done straight through? It's about. I mean, because I would say an they're... hour and a half. Okay, two so hours. so if they're doing yeah. it straight through, it is shorter than other shows. It is shorter than other shows, yes. And the version we're going to be watching is actually truncated from the original play, because they did take out some stuff just to make it easier for film, kind of like they did with Cats, ah, okay. where they took out stuff to make it flow a little bit better. Uh, the 2013 revival also does the two acts instead of just one act. Uh, some groups will also do the one act and kind of skip over the ending, which hmm. is... Because the ending is kind of a downer. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're comedy-ish, because it's like... Comedy-ish. <laughs> oh. Comedy-ish. It's more ha-ha. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's how you're gonna be, because it's it is a young man's soul searching journey. So, yeah. Another fun fact about this show: two of my musical theater crushes, Ben Vereen and Patina Miller, both played the leading player. So at, at different times, I assume. Yes. Okay, different iterations of the play. They yes. both played the lead. Ben Vereen created the role basically, and then Patina Miller. She was the character, or was the leading player, in the 2013 revival. Okay. Yes. They both won a Tony for the award, which is kind of cool because you've got two actors of different sexes winning a Tony for the same character. That is pretty cool. Is yeah. that the first time that's ever happened? I think so. So, pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Leading player is also my dream role in this. I, I, have, a, I have a tangent. Why yes. is it called a Tony? A Tony? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, I used to know this. Okay, maybe we'll come back to we'll that. We'll come back to that. But yeah, so they 
but they both won a Tony for this. That's awesome. So the original cast starred Ben Vereen as the leading player and John Rubenstein as Pippin. It also notably featured Irene Ryan of Beverly Hillbillies. Is she the daughter? She was the, the grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, as you can tell, I am it's okay. super well versed in Beverly Hillbillies. We could we could totally do a side podcast that's you haven't seen that? And that could go both ways yes, for us. It could. Uh, both ways. <laughs> that works for both of us. Um, <laughs> So she performed the role up until her death. Literally. Did she die on stage? Well, she actually had a stroke leaving the stage. (laughs) So the the people in her body were like, hold it, hold it, she needs to finish it. And and then she went home, they diagnosed her with a brain tumor, and she died about a month after. That's so sad. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where it was like, oh, that's heartbreaking, but at the same time, that's kind of... Like, if you're doing theater, going out, doing a show, pretty awesome. Yeah, d- dying like, doing what you love. Do, dying doing what you love would be ideal. That is ideal. Yeah, either that or sleeping. That's why I want to die eating watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. I could, no, I would join you there. <laughs> God, I love it. Is it summertime yet? No, <laughs> it's not. So, the version, like I said, that we'll be watching is the 1981 film. Ben Vereen comes back as the leading player, and in the role of Pippin is the greatest American hero. I don't remember his name. William Catt. Meow. Okay. (laughs) You remember Greatest American Hero, right? We, okay, I did not grow up watching it, but we did watch some of it. Okay. It's the one with the guy who gets the alien suit and yes. loses the manual yes. for it, so he's figuring out how to use it. Yes, yeah. I love that show so much. <laughs> we need to watch that, too. Um, the film version, like I said, omits a few lines and a song that's sung by the love interest. And I kind of wish they had kept it in, but at the same time, it's like, okay, fine. I don't want to tell you why I wish they kept it in until after we watch it, because I don't want to spoil anything. Appreciate that. Because it just sort of, it it makes some other stuff a little bit more poignant. So what we're going to do, we're going to go watch the show. Um, I don't think there are that many high sopranos in this, so I think Latte will be okay like during You say this that show. now, but my ears are very sensitive. And uh, while, while we go and watch the show, we'll take a brief intermission and have a word from our sponsors. Alright, Warren, it's time for the best part of every intermission. Getting snacks that we can't bring back into the theater? Even better. Now that the lights are back up, we can look into the playbill. Here are the people who donated $5 or more to make this show possible. And the prestigious spot of our very first tone-deaf Patreon sponsor is Jasmine Wu. 
Thank you so much for your contribution to our show. We deeply appreciate it. Your contribution is what makes Tone Deaf possible. Thank you so much. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up, so let's hop into the second act of the show. So what did you think about Pippin? Oh, this show. Yes. Because yeah. you've, you've played a number of the, well, I should say you sang a number of the songs in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always forgot that it was from Pippin. Yes. And yeah, I, I'm going to read my last note first because it's kind of a synopsis for this mm-hmm. whole thing. A Pippin is a show about... Oh, (laughs) can't even read my own handwriting. Pippin is a show about convincing a depressed young man to kill himself in a painful manner. Yeah. So, spoiler? Question mark? You probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you have not seen the show since we give everything away. I'm glad he didn't kill himself at the end. Yeah. I thought he was going to because for some reason I thought I remembered you saying that it ends with him lighting himself on fire. No, I just, they just convince, or try to convince him to light himself on fire. Yeah. This, like, I thought uh, the humor in the show was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I did like how it seemed kind of faster paced in a lot of ways. It was go, go, go. Every time they did a close-up Ben Vereen, I was like, man, he is sweating. He is working his ass off. Mm -hmm. But, um, bizarre. Uh, very, oh, yeah. very bizarre. Oh, yeah. Very, very, lots of interesting artistic choices mm-hmm. for certain things. That is mostly Bob Fosse. That's mostly Foss. Yes, that okay. is mostly the Foss. In fact, there was kind of a little bit of tension between him and Stephen Schwartz because Stephen Schwartz was a newcomer doing this and Fosse was directing and choreographing and going like, no, this is just... Like, most of the dark elements, in fact, all of the dark elements, come from Fosse. So what elements come from the Schwartz? The Schwartz, the awesome music. Okay. Um, and Schwartz and Hearson, I believe, didn't really uh, agree with a lot of Fosse's, a lot of Fosse's uh, direction. And you can kind of see it with some of the licensed versions. They were kind of meh like they i i had seen a article and the name of the person who wrote it is escaping me but it was basically saying you know this show isn't as popular as it should be because the licensed versions are watered down oh yes so they kind of take the fossey out of fossey Interesting. So they're almost trying to erase his touch from yeah, the show. and especially a lot of the sexual elements. Yeah, that that, um, that did surprise me a lot. Not necessarily sex, but just I don't. It just seemed like everything, like all the dances, was that's pretty much Fosse chore- choreography. Wow, I can pronounce words. I would almost say that he did cats. Like if he if they're all the yeah, and he didn't. He the had hip gyration nothing. and thrusting and yeah. 
Um, we'll we'll have to do like a whole episode just on Fosse because he is instrumental to choreography in musical theater. You can see influences from him in so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one of the pillars of of yes, he in is, musicals. He is one of the pillars of just dance in musicals. Damn Yankees, you know that had. Fosse choreography in it. Yeah, so. and you can see it with Lola's. Uh, yeah, Lola gets what Lola wants. Yeah, so I did laugh at your comment in the beginning where you said you wanted to be leading player because they're pure chaos. Yes, which that should give listeners an insight to Kay's psyche. Yes, which I thought was interesting though. <laughs> uh, Pippin's first song reminds me of uh, Disney's Hercules. Yes, the whole like I'm I, I I meant to listen to the song before we came in here to record so that I had it more fresh in my brain. Rivers belong where they can ramble. Not so much that, but like the I'm trying to remember the Hercules one. Oh, from, um, I am on my yeah, way. It almost has a sim- I can go the distance. Exactly. It almost has a similar sound to it. Yeah, but just the whole like I'm gonna go out and find who I am. It's the it's the man's I want song. Kind of like how every Disney princess has an I Want song. It's true, it is just the I Want song. Mm-hmm. I'm needy and I want to be special. <laughs> um, and of course, like, he had the whole attitude of, I'm better than you boring people. Yes. I, which, to, to his credit, I did like his character progression through mm-hmm. it. Because I didn't really care for Pippin in the beginning. At first I was oh, yeah. like, okay, he's a... He's a smart kid, uh, unsatisfied with stuff around him. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's 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 fine. But then he, with his attitude of just, I'm too good to have a life like the rest of you peons. I'm destined for something great. Yeah. I just kind of want to reach in there and grab him by his curly hair and shake him around. But, yeah. But yeah. I get way too emotionally invested in some of these things. <laughs> I just need to remember, it's a show. It's a show, Warren. It's a show. Just enjoy the ride. Um, Lewis... Lewis. More like Ewis. Or <laughs> Douches. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis is an asshole. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire thing. Yeah. But be your lord, Lewis loves you. Lewis is an asshole. <laughs> I, I laughed pretty good at that one. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I love the, the reoccurring theme in the first part of the musical, which was, spread the love of Christ by the sword. Yes. We'll kill everyone if we have to, <laughs> to convert them to Christianity, which that's, I would say there's the historical mm-hmm. accuracy portion of the musical. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then I got my note in here, easy, Ben, you're not in cats, a little too much hip thrusting. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the you have the floor, okay? <laughs> Did you ever watch, as a child, the show Zoobly Zoo? No, I didn't. I remember you talking about okay. it. Okay. Okay. That's the one. I where am people... going to pull up an image. <laughs> That's the one where people are dressed like animals, right, and in makeup yes. and everything. Didn't you? So was Ben Vereen in that? Yes. Did he... Was he a zebra? No. Okay. Um, I picture him as a zebra. No. You're, you're gonna love this. Is he a lion? No. There was a lion character, though, but he was not the lion. Zoobly Zoo. He was Mayor Ben the panther. <laughs> like, look at that. Look at that. You know, the costumes in that almost 
actually they look closer to uh, something from like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But yeah, that I I watched that a lot as a kid, and and what's funny is you know the line doodly do in one of the songs. Yeah, I'm just thinking zoobly zoo. <laughs> Join us, leave your fields to flower, watching zoobly zoo. <laughs> Rhyming's hard for me to do. Oh God, zoobly zoo. <laughs> But yeah, when you when you said that and you were saying, "Oh, you're not in cats," all I could think of was, "Well, he was a cat. Well, he, he was Mayor Ben. Be. He could be Mayor Ben of the junkyard that the cats all do he their was, he dry reading in." Mayor Ben the Panther. And then, of course, when they're at war, it's raining limbs. Was the first thought that yes. came to mind. It was like it's raining men and women in parts. <laughs> I love the ta-da, ta-da. Yeah, I don't remember why I wrote that down. I guess because. They do it a lot. They say ta-da a lot, so I just yeah. kind of wrote it down. Ta-da! And then, of course, the other thing made me laugh is, Time to rape and sack! Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. You know, in the name of Christianity and spreading Christianity. And they make that point, too. Like, we're spreading God's word. Time to rape and sack. Yeah. And it's sad, because that's how it went. Yep. And then Pippin, unsatisfied with a life at war goes to frolic and see if a life of sex and drugs will be fulfilling, which, you know, I'm sure it was fun for a little while, but Mm -hmm. not fulfilling in the long run. That musical bit was very interesting just because it was just all over the place. I'm pretty sure that they take that scene out for most licensed versions. Yeah, I can imagine. This Uh, is one show I have not gotten to see live, and considering which state we live in, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, maybe probably if it's going to be anywhere to be in Vegas, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Pippin is pimpin'. That's the line I had on that one. Man, I got a lot of these lines where it's just pimpin'. It's just pippin', pippin', pippin'. Pippin', uh, pippin is pimpin'. Pimpin' hits the hookah. <laughs> pimpin' for president. Oh, yeah, when he does his whole revolt. Yep. And then uh, Pimpin, fa- Pimpin, Pippin fails at his temp job. Yep. Which I thought that bit was interesting, watching him try to be the king and then going, this is hard, I don't want to do it. And then the leading player uses magic and brings Charlemagne back to life. Don't do it again. Yeah. I guess I need to brush up on my history because I am thinking to myself now, did Pippin assassinate his father? No, okay. um, it was a failed plot, and uh. Charlemagne basically pardoned him. Like, went, okay, just don't. Because <laughs> he was his first son, and so even though he wasn't a legitimate heir, he still felt affection for him. Oh. And then Pippin spent the rest of his life as a monk. Oh. Yes. This, this play was not accurate. Well, I mean... Obviously. Color me surprised, but... <laughs> okay. Cool. Pippin. I mean, granted, it's not really about Pippin. It's about what they're doing to this poor man playing Pippin. Yeah, trying to <laughs> convince him to go out in a blaze of glory, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, when we encounter Catherine. Mm-hmm. Catherine is thirsty for Pippin's foot? Yeah. This is... She has a foot fetish? Ar- well, actually, yeah. more specifically, an arch fetish? Yeah, she wouldn't be into me. My feet are flat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a pretty nice arch on my foot. Yeah, she'd be all so. over you. I'd have to swat her. <laughs> now. 
<laughs> his feet are mine. <laughs> and then when he's singing his other song... Extraordinary? Yeah, I found him extraordinarily annoying. Oh, yeah. That, that. But it sounds like that's from the consensus. That's supposed it's, to be. It's supposed to be. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling emotions while watching this that I should be feeling. Yes, you absolutely are. Which means that I'm easily emotionally manipulated. <laughs> yeah, and then I have the the, follow, the finishing note. Uh, Pippin is a show about a convincing a depressed young man to kill himself in a painful manner. I did think it was... I did like how Pippin didn't give in to the pressures mm-hmm. and I liked watching uh, the main was it the leading, leading player so he doesn't actually have a name he's just no the leading player. he's just the leading player I did enjoy watching the leading player lose his shit and kind of throw a pissy fit tantrum mm-hmm. he's like fine I'll take my lights and my costumes and my makeup and go home you're nothing without me but remember we're here in fact we're right inside your mind get him out get him out that line when I first saw this I was like Ooh, ooh! This I, is. I have tiny people. In this my is head. a show just about depression. Yeah, it's, that line is basically like going, you know, that crazy part of your brain that tells you to jump off the roof. Yeah, that's us. That's us. We're depression incarnate. You know, if only depression came with song and dance numbers, it might oh, be a yeah. little bit entertaining. I'd, I'd enjoy it way more. <laughs> <laughs> but then they might actually convince you to light yourself on fire. Nah. Nah. You even like if, you like you with your lizard self. You like warmth. I do like warmth, but I would never set myself on fire. You would just curl up next to the I'd fire. I'd curl up next to the fire, but I wouldn't set myself on fire. Which that's kind of fun. I don't know if you had noticed it because they do use a lot of fire imagery that sort of foreshadows it. It's a true. Lot. Like and uh, they had a lot of flash paper. I was noticing where stuff would just whoosh, go mm-hmm. on in a big burst of. A flame. Um, I did like their use of flame. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just really artistically done. Mm-hmm. And what was cool in, in the video we were watching is the after images of the, yes. the flame that would be kind of burned into the film. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. But what did make me laugh is when they would use uh, gas flame, mm-hmm. and it was like transparent, so like yeah. it kind of didn't go for the feel that they wanted. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but it was you know not much you can do with that. Yeah, the nice touch of the. This is a flambe. Right before he's gonna go try and immolate himself. Oh, I when she was like, "Eat my pudding." Yes, it was a pudding flambe. I guess I missed that. Yeah, I knew it was a pudding, but I didn't hear the flambe. Yep. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowed. I did jazz hands there for those of you. I'm doing it listening. too. He's doing spirit fingers with his oh, jazz hands. I'm doing sp- jazzy spirits. <laughs> So, um, a couple of differences from what we saw. Uh, they cut, I guess I'll miss the man, which is where Catherine, uh, the love interest who basically stops Pippin from killing himself, like helps stop that. Uh, she realizes she's in love with him during that song. Or rather realizes, I need to stop this, because she starts sort of slipping throughout, which is great, because... Everyone else is so good in holding their roles, and then there's Catherine, and once she starts realizing she's actually in love with this man, then she starts forgetting her lines, and she starts saying the wrong things, and... So, okay, now my brain is grasping onto other things, so is Catherine part of the group? She's part of the group. So that means that she's inside his head, too? Or she's inside all of our heads? Like, what is Catherine supposed to represent if she's part of this group that doesn't actually exist, that is trying to 
get Pippin to kill himself and is saying that they're just inside of all of us. Oh, actually, you said... Uh, okay. Yeah, hope. Uh, she's hope. Okay. However. Okay, I'll concede. You got however, it. there's a way more twisted thing that happens. What? So, they've added this to the ending. Um, and I, I seem to remember hearing that this had been done in a couple of productions, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just dreaming that. But they've added in an ending where Theo, the little boy, remains on stage after Catherine and Pippin leave. And he starts singing, Rivers belong where they can ramble. Eagles belong where they can fly. And the leading player in the group come back on stage because it's Theo's turn. Yeah, that's a little dark. Yeah. It's a little dark, but that's actually that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And they've added that in, so now productions all do that at the end. I, I agree with that artistic choice. That is interesting. And at the end of the show, when Pippin says uh, he's trapped, the original line is actually, he's trapped but happy. Which Fosse kind of hated, because he's like, no, that's not the meaning of this show. It's supposed to be dark and cynical. I'm Fosse, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the Foss is not pleased. The Foss is not pleased. So, um, But Stephen Schwartz has basically let it go back to being more Fosse-like than more Godspell-like, which you haven't seen yet. Because it, it, to license some of these shows they do change stuff to make it a little bit more broadly appealing. The issue is, of course, that the broadly appealing stuff kind of kills the art of it, in some cases. Yeah. Um, and so I'm... But the 81 version is kind of the best that I could find that kept the whole spirit of the show as Fosse likes it, because mm -hmm. it's still watered down from what I mean as I told you they cut some stuff from the show um, they also have a song where the little boy Theo's duck dies I remember that in yeah. the extra song that you showed yeah. after we launched it but there's more to life than ducks dying he makes that comment yeah. I was like I don't remember them touching on Theo's duck dying yeah. I know that they showed the duck and then later the duck was gone yeah the duck dies and that's sort of Pippin's moment of going maybe I should stay with this family because he does this eulogy for a duck For was it quackers? oh my god <laughs> What was the duck's name? Do you remember? Because he asks what the yeah, duck's name he, is. I can't remember what the duck's name is. It's I, I hate to say this, but the duck's not a important character in this version to where we really get to care about the duck. That And probably they cut that scene because the duck was being a prima donna. And they <laughs> went, you know what, duck? You're out. Don't get to do this. Don't even get to have the song saying that you died. You're a quack. You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> so that was Pippin. Little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's putting it kindly. <laughs> so next week, we're going to do one that my sister can't believe I didn't show you when we first started dating. Uh, there were a lot of those, to be fair. 
Yeah, but this is one that I was obsessed with all through high school, and <gasps> it's a pretty popular show, even if it is ridiculously depressing. Oh, that one. Yes, we're going to be doing Les Miserables. The Miserables. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We truly hope you enjoyed this. Please follow us on Twitter at Tone Deaf Musical and like, share, and subscribe. If you loved it, tell your friends and spread the word. If you want to go above and beyond, please donate to our Patreon, which is also Tone Deaf Musical. That's it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.